Hi, my friend, is why we do what we do. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and bailers to learn how to rock more and suck less in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. It's been a, it's been a wild week so far, and we're, we're not even like halfway through. This week came out of the corner swinging, I will say that. Yeah, you and me both, sister. How are you? How are things? I'm good. I'm making it. I'm making it. We're recording this a couple of days early. It's only Tuesday, and it feels like Thursday. Yep. So it doesn't feel at all out of place in my week to be recording. <laughs> yes, the the scheduling around back to school and now just all of the day-to-day activities has gotten a little bit hairy. Yeah. So I was like, my wife is out of town, so why don't we inconvenience no one but each other? Perfect. And do things while, uh, while we have some downtime and uh, freeze up other stuff for later on in the week. Yep, exactly. And the magic of it is that none of you guys are any the wiser. And if we hadn't explained it to you, it, yeah. you wouldn't have known. Yeah. And you probably don't care anyway. Nope. So there you go. But even though we spoke, you know, nary a few days ago, a lot has happened. It's true. So when we last spoke, I was in the throes of prepping for the gig that we did at, at that theater. The theater. Um, Specifically, 37 Main, which is a, a venue in Avondale Estates, which is technically Atlanta, but technically not. And uh, we went and loaded in, and I uh, got everything all set up. And basically, with the exception of the LED wall thing that we had talked about in the previous week, everything that could have gone right, 100% went right. Love that. And it was one of those gigs where everybody was like firing on all cylinders mm. and it felt effortless and the crowd was with us from the drop and it was just a magical evening so awesome and uh, i can't tell you the last time we had one of those kind of gigs because i mean to be perfectly honest we're doing you know private stuff normally so the crowds are typically smaller and, and the uh, the vibe is, is usually just different yeah so just to have a you know a paying crowd that was just super stoked to be there uh, somebody it was somebody's birthday and they brought a bunch of people cool. and they were just down to have a good time and have a good time they did and That's awesome there we go we did also yeah yeah it was awesome and you know owners seemed to be happy and still waiting on that check to come in but i mean it could not have gone better and you know we had some people there and they shot some good footage and I got it and cool. it sounds and looks great. So we will kind of circle back to that in a little bit, but man, it's been, it's been a long time coming and so stoked that, that things went so well. Yeah. Congrats. I will take that and I will say thank you. That's yeah, fantastic. Cause I have a hard time accepting positivity <laughs> and compliments and those kinds of yeah, things. Yeah. Well, you worked hard for it and you know, these things sometimes just drop out of the sky and sometimes you work hard for them. And often it's both. Yep. So there you go. Luck is where preparation meets opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's one of them businessy things they tell you. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it? I've been working 20 years to be an overnight success. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. So you had the weekend off. How was that? Listen, it was good. It was good. It was weird. It was good. We, and one thing I did was I, I executed my, bar crawl sales strategy. 
which okay. I think I've talked about on the podcast before. It involves going out to, you know, as, a, as a, yeah, gig hunting, a bar crawl across a few venues and, you know, yeah, buy a beer because first year customer. And then you yep. chat with whoever's there that is a decision maker or can get you toward a decision maker. And it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. So I stopped at three places. I stopped at mm-hmm. Pig Pounder Brewing here in Greensboro, which is a place that but yep. in the before times I played a ton of music at. My band was playing there Absolutely. monthly. I was playing the live acoustic karaoke there every Friday night. I was a prominent part of their music program before, before COVID. And they've been through two managers since then. And one of them sent me an email a week ago and said, hey, I'm hearing about the new Strange. We'd love to have you come do karaoke. Okay. Okay. Well, yes, but this, it, I have this suspicion that she's confused about what exactly my offerings are. Okay. And when I walked in and, and had a beer and sat down and she got off the phone call she was on and came and, you know, the bartender sent her over to me. In fact, she was confused. She was picturing full band karaoke, which is not a thing that mm. currently I offer. But she's, she would love to get me back in there on the rotation for live acoustic karaoke. She offered me Friday nights, every Friday night. Now I'm doing every oh, wow. Wednesday night already. And I got a day gig and a family and I just can't see two weekly standing things. It's just, it's too much. So I said, but look, I do every other week or every third week or something like that. I'm happy to get on a rotation like that. And she said, you know, I've got some other people that want to do things in here and I could totally work that out. So we're going to get back onto a probably every two or three week cycle with them doing that. And then she said, for the full band Saturday nights, we are booked through the end of the year, but you know, certainly keep you in mind for uh, fill-ins as there are cancellations or whatever. And then in November, yeah. when I'm planning the rest of the year, definitely we'll talk, want, want you in here. So, you know, part of that was just on strength of knowing of me from the past. We'd never met before, before that night. She was not around in, in the olden days, right. but, but she knew of me and reputation preceded me and she was ready to do business. So that's really good. We're clear. That's clearly going to happen. Then I stopped in just at a kind of, well, well, I had my wife with me and she'd never been to this brewery here in town called Joymongers. And so I was like, I happen to know their whole deal. There's not a chance I'm going to get in there, but I'll take you for a beer. So I went in there and I talked to the general manager. And it turns out that place has had, and it's a great spot. And the music they do there on Thursday nights, packs the place on a Thursday night, packs it. And it's been two bands. It's been the Finns and it's been the Good Watts alternating for three okay. or four years. Every Thursday they've alternated and there's been no way in for any other bands. Well, the guy who runs the Finns, just bought a venue of his own. He's moving the Finns there. The woman who bought, who ran the Good Watts, she's kind of moving on to some other stuff. So there's like suddenly these gaps in their schedule. And, uh, and he took one of my flyers and he said, listen, you know, we're, we happen to be catching us in a moment when we're looking. And, Sure enough, today, the woman who's in charge of actually booking them reached out to me and said, hey, I got clearance to go ahead and get you on the calendar. When's good? And this is a, it's as bar gigs go in town, it's a really prominent one. So it's, it's a pretty exciting opportunity. Working out how to schedule that and there's a little complexity to it since it's on a Thursday, but, but we'll figure it out, be in there. So that's essentially two for two. And then the third stop that I made was at a place called Steel Hands Brewing, which also has a location in South Carolina, apparently. But they are new in town, and and I hadn't been in there before. But a new, I knew one of the general managers from previous venues and bookings and life before before this time, and 
So I kind of suspected he'd be there, and I walked in, and there he was behind the bar. And I saw a guy I know on this little concrete stage with house sound playing an acoustic set. And turns out they are fully engaged in having live music, and he gave me the booker's name and said he'd put in a good word. And so, you know, out of three stops, I got two, like one very hot lead, one booking in progress, and one sounds pretty promising connection with the booker. So... Very successful outing overall. Wow. Yeah. Kind of three out of three. I mean, you know, nothing's closed yet, but give me a week. <laughs> three-ish out of three. Three-ish out of three. Exactly. Yeah. You caught me in a silly moment when you said new in town, because I, I thought of that John Mulaney. I'm new in town. You know, Do you know that bit? No. I cannot explain it on a podcast. I'll have to Google uh, it. That we'll, have to, we'll have to save. Or save it for the uh, the post conversation. Oh, good, we can do that. But that is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know, being able to get back into a place that you have history with, and then you know the just being in the right place and asking the right question. I mean, yeah, the uh, that's kind of a crime of opportunity. It absolutely really. is. And you know, I was texting with the woman from Drawmongers and said, "Listen, you know, the manager there told me you guys are having some upheaval with your regular bands, like." Great timing for us, obviously, and I'm glad we could pop up at the right time to fill gaps in your schedule. And she came back and said, yeah, man, perfect timing. We've been, you know, I was in trouble and you've solved a real problem for me here. So, you know, great. That's the whole thing. That's the whole point. So, yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, good. I I may have sent off my last revision for that one client that keeps asking for revisions. And uh, I got a couple of arms in the far. I think we might be locking in a holiday party. And then I've got a solo date booked for September. Cool. So yeah, there's things are moving and grooving. Awesome. But I will say that there were a couple of things that they kind of fell in my lap and I didn't follow up quickly enough mm. and had a couple of things slip through my fingers. Yeah. And sometimes I get a little, you know, hesitant to reach out until I have time to communicate with people and confirm things and, you know, make sure I have all of my T's dotted and my I's crossed your, and your ducks and, in a row or my, uh, no, my ducks are hatched and my chickens are in a your row. Ducks crossed and your chickens dotted. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. So that's just one of those lessons, you know, sometimes you do need to strike while the iron is hot and other metaphors and similes as well. Indeed. Speaking of, last week I had this crazy idea about a a loyalty program. Yes. I've since bought a custom hole punch that punches the letters okay. D and R. Mm. And uh, I've been designing cards and uh, I've run this idea past a few of my regulars and they think it's hilarious and silly and fun and we should do it. One of them said, you know, I'm sure there's a way to like automatically do it. There's a QR code or something. And I thought about how I would do that. And in fact, I just like it. The I'd like it the analog way better. It feels better to have it be like a in-person come punch your thing. And then people ask, what the heck is that? And oh, well, it's a... You know, like it, it starts a whole conversation if it's physical and in person. So we're gonna we're gonna go analog yeah. with it, and and I think the prize. I know you were saying it didn't need to be some special, unique thing. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be custom barware of some sort. I think it's gonna be a, a probably a pint glass. 
We'll see. That, if I can find somewhere that it doesn't have like a gross as the minimum order. The That's, crucial part of that. That is where you run into those kinds of things. Yeah. Now, I got a. I was having a conversation with a listener, and he he is completely sold on the cricket machine. Yes, and yes. Uh, so he's used them to do custom guitar graphics. And it's actually this is genius. I take no, I, I take no credit for this. This is John's. This is John's thing, and basically he put his preferred cocktail of choice and made it the design on the front of his guitar. So he has a green guitar and his drink of choice is Tito's and Sprite. And so he's got, he's got a Tito's logo and a Sprite logo on the side of this guitar. And so now when people ask him, or they don't even have to ask, they just said, he says he's playing the show and they just start showing up on the side <laughs> of the stage. Kind of genius, kind of, kind of dangerous. But- yeah. Yeah. I like it though. Yes. Speaking um, of living dangerously, I forgot to tell us that this was a a fallout of the of the Friday night gig situation. So the gig went great, and we had fun. And Amber's mom and stepdad came down and saw the show. They hadn't seen us in a while, and they had a great time. Uh, and as part of that, she was like, "Hey, I'm going to go home with them." And I was like, "Totally fine. You know, get some quality time in. Get." get home a little bit early no big deal so uh, we're loading out and you know shooting the breeze and stuff kind of riding the wave and i go to put all the stuff in the car and the car is all loaded up and i go to get in the car and i push the button to start the car and the car won't start and we are one of those uh, we have one of those cars that has a fob right and if the fob is not the car won't start right and i was like well that's a strange because it was definitely in my backpack before we did this and uh, couldn't find it and so i call her and i was like hey did you grab the keys? And she's like, no, I surely didn't. I was like, well, could you check? <laughs> Turns out she, uh, she did. She took it with him. Yeah. Um, so the good news was that the car was unlocked. Right. So I was able to put the things in the car. Right. And lock it. And our drummer, who gets game ball for that night, drove me completely out of his way to get me home. And uh, I owe him a bottle of something. Yeah, he's the real MVP. Uh, yeah, for sure. And then we had to go back and, and grab it the next day, which was every, everything was fine. The gear was fine. Good. The car was fine. But other that, that's the only only like footnote of how great that gig was. Right. But right, living dangerously. I'll tell you, I leave gear in my car. It's some on some level, it's totally living dangerously. But the reality is, somebody's going to break into a car once. You know, loose dollar bills. They don't want to carry a, a PA out. That's not what they're doing it for. So I've never had the slightest problem parking my car on the street in a city full of gear. I don't know. Maybe someday something will happen. that make me think that that was always a bad idea all along, but I've never. Feels like a knock on wood scenario, sir. (laughs) I get that. I get that. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. In our case, like we are very adamant about the garage being for cars. Mm. So our our vehicles do not spend the night outside. That's good. Uh, so That's yeah, good. if stuff has, if we have gear and things, and I've actually, I've had that bite me in the butt for other reasons. When I lived in the city, I had my, I had a Mesa boogie one by 12 kind of open back cabinet. And it was, it lived in the trunk of my car. Cause I was like, nobody's ever going to see it because it's in the trunk and right. you can't get to it. And then we had a flash flood and 
it flooded the back of my car and ruined the cabinet. That was a real twist there. I did not expect that ending. That was a M. Night Shyamalan level change of direction. Tur- turns out it was dead the entire time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That, yeah, that was, that was most unfortunate. That is a but bummer. Yeah. I don't leave guitars in cars overnight. But yeah, no guitars and cars. Speakers and amps and, yeah, I don't, people aren't casually breaking into cars and walking off with amps, generally, I don't think. Yep. Again. Knock on wood, fully. <laughs> All right. So, I want to talk about some things that I, you know, it feels like it might be a broken record, but it's just these, the things that are happening in our orbit tend to be happening in the Patreon Slack that, that, you know, we're in basically all day, every day. Yep. And it revolves around social media and something that, uh, again, one of our patrons suggested, Chris from, uh, from Atkins Rock suggested we uh, we create a meme channel and we have just had so much success with this channel and kind of putting things together and it really kind of and so much fun uh, too so it's been hilarious oh yeah it's been hilarious so what tends to happen is that somebody will come up with something and they'll kind of put their own spin on it and it's almost it's you're kind of there to show off and kind of brag about, Oh, I came up with this funny idea. Right. Right. But in the process of doing that, you're also giving other people in the group, the opportunity to kind of put their own spin right. on, uh, on it as well. And so it's just been one of those really fun kind of things that like, not only is entertaining for us, but is beneficial for our projects. And, you know, talking about social media, there's all of these kind of components to it. And it harkened back to that conversation we had in the throes of the pandemic with, yeah. uh, with Finn McKenty from the Punk Rock NBA, yep. talking a lot about social media and what we should be prioritizing, because I think it's very easy for us to just ask for things. Mm. Come to my show, come to my show, come to my show, come to my show, yep. order my, you know, download my song, stream my song, pre-order my song, you know, buy merch, buy, 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 buy. When in reality, like people who do that don't like your people don't follow you right. because it's absolutely exhausting <laughs> to to just constantly be asked for things. Yeah. I think we were talking about like in a real world scenario, if you were at a cocktail party or, you know, a bar and somebody was acting that way, like you would want to be as far away from them as humanly possible. So, well, and then real world networking too, you know, how that's done mm -hmm. interpersonally is about how you can add value to other people by using your connections to provide for them, right? That's how networking works, you know, and then ultimately when you're known as somebody who is a connector of people, uh, it all kinds of comes back to you, but that can't be, you can't go to an, if you go to a networking event looking to get value out of it, you're missing the point. Absolutely. And so that's, that needs to be our aim as well that should be the goal that we have yeah is to is to provide value now let's talk about value mm-hmm. value what is a value in terms of uh, a cover band what is the value that we provide what would you say that is entertainment absolutely escape yep and so what we need to do then 
is if our job in a cover band is to be enter- entertainers, you know what we should be? Entertaining? Entertaining. Yeah. Entertaining. Yeah. yeah. And so does that mean that our invitations are always entertaining or what does that mean exactly? Well, it can mean lots of things, but I think what it, what that means as far as, you know, as far as I'm concerned is providing value by being engaging and finding the right balance of giving and asking. And it's not that you shouldn't ask because you should. Yep. Ultimately, social media is a promotional tool, but the way that you get people to resonate and to act when you ask them is an exchange of value. Right. So if you post regularly and people like your posts, they think they're entertaining, they're funny, maybe they share them, and then you go, I've got this thing, you should check it out, then we're going to have to do that. Yeah. Unless, beside you know, as opposed to just being a punisher where all you do is post stuff. Now, I will say this. Members Only has been, we promoted the absolute snot out of that show. And we did it in as many different ways as we could. We tried to make it, you know, uh, we kind of varied it. We changed the branding up. We used different kind of techniques. And we definitely were, were asking. But now that show is over. We don't have anything for a little while. So what we're going to do is we're going to continue to post memes and take some of these clips from the show that we just did that was incredible. And the footage all looks good and it sounds good. So we're going to cut it up and just use that as a a way to continue keeping our people engaged so that the next time we have a public date to announce or to sell tickets to – they will be more apt to, you know, take us up on that offer. Yeah. And so that's really, that's the crux of the issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's related to building your brand, right? If your brand is just all about gimme, that's not such an engaging brand. But if, you know, between the gimmies, there's here, look at this, here, look at this, look at this. This is fun. This is fun. Look at this. You know, then you, you become a brand that people want to, be associated with and want to consume content from and want to be part of, want to be with. And that makes them then hear your invitation in a whole different way. Absolutely. And the other thing is that, and I think this is something that we like as this specific show and kind of our, our online presence struggle with is the edutainment component, because Mm. ultimately our goal is to be informative and educational and helpful here at government confidential. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so for us, it can be kind of like a hard transition because social media is, is basically two different things. You know, you can either be nutritious or you can be delicious. That's, I love that. that terminology because it really does boil it down to its most like essential components. So in our world, we can either be informative, helpful, or we can be entertaining and trying to find the balance of those things is important because people don't necessarily want to have helpful things kind of shoved in their faces over and over again. Totally. 
So you have to kind of, you have to, again, it's all about balance, finding the helpful things to intersperse with the silly things. Like right now, this afternoon I posted one of those Tiger Woods, John Daly memes, and uh, that it went, you know, it blew up for us. It was, you know, we got a lot of engagement out of it. And I've got three more on deck that I've already just set to load. And that's honestly, if you look through our history, it's kind of different. It's not, we have not been very good at being delicious. We have been super, uh, we've been super ASCII, super, uh, super nutritious. So throwing in a couple of, you know, memes to, to break that up and, and, you know, let people know, Hey, we don't take this super serious all the time. Like marshmallows in the cereal. More like marshmallows in your salad. Like marshmallows in your salad. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yep. That's exactly what we're doing here. Yeah. Where where it's like. That might be the episode title right there. Like marshmallows in your salad. Yep. Marshmallows in your salad. Yeah. A social media primer. Yeah. Fantastic. So yes, in summation, be funny, be entertaining. Like, be entertaining, be helpful if that works for you, but find the balance and don't go for the ask. Yeah, it's just needy. It's just thirsty. Yeah. Don't, don't be thirsty. Don't be thirsty. Don't do it. It also involves, like, being involved in your online community. So, right. you know, comment on other people's posts and just kind of be present and it can feel like a lot, but overall, like that's how people find other people. If you have a funny comment and, uh, you know, people resonate with that, it can mean you building up your, uh, your following as well. Here's a, a great example of that on TikTok, We, uh, I can't think of his name. Oh, Anthony Fantano was posting something in regards to dad bands he was making fun of dad rock, which is, you know, a particular lane of music that uh, people often malign. <laughs> and I just happened to post, oh, we have Defend Dad Bands merch in our merch store. <laughs> and I'll be dipped if uh, the day that posted it, it got a couple hundred, the comment got a couple hundred likes and our, our Linktree page like shot up. Nice. So people went and checked it out. I don't think I, we didn't get a ton of orders, but just because I saw a video and I was like, "Hey, we kind of kind of in there." Yeah, it's related. Posted a comment, and boom, something happened. So cool. you never know. Yeah. Any other parting words besides salad marshmallows? No, I think that was the entirety of my deliciousness right there. Fantastic. Yeah. Well then. We shall cease being nutritious as well and just end the show. Very good. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in. I cannot stress this enough. The Slack channel is where all the action is happening. Five bucks a month on Patreon. It's an absolute no-brainer. One cup of coffee versus the amount of value that is just being thrown around there. And to be perfectly transparent, we're not the ones sharing all the good stuff. Yeah, not even close. This is very much UGC, which is what they call in the industry, user-generated content. The kids uh, 
other kids they're making their own uh, making their own sauce and you know we just get to be a part of it and it's uh, it's fantastic yeah speaking of helpful stuff i uh, i got a chance to do another coaching session around ableton live with our buddy john and his bandmate in level up nice. out of new york cool and uh, i was giving him a bit of crap because he wore one of our pointy boy shirts on the call is like so tacky so but uh, i think the this week's video might be kind of a breakdown of how to do that because i will say this the hardest thing about getting into ableton in the first place is that ableton is complicated and hard to work with mm. but specifically when you're setting up backing tracks not a single video that i've been able to find covers how to take karaoke version tracks and put them into ableton live like in a like methodical way it's somebody going i did this i was like well great well how am i how do i do it right so i might go to the trouble of breaking down how i set that up cool and maybe we'll put the template up on up on our website for your for your perusal or consumption so still working through that but again it's tuesday normally i'm like it's thursday and if i don't have something done by now it's uh, it's not, it's not happening. Right. Right. So, but that's it. That's all I got. Okay. And, uh, me too. we got stuff to, uh, to look forward to and things to, uh, to take care of. And hopefully you guys have the same. So kindest regards and warmest wishes, uh, from us to you. And if you would like to support us, you can do anything that, uh, Adam from the van band, at least for now says to do. He has, voiced his opinion that it is time for somebody else to uh, to provide the bumper for the show so he's probably right he's got my last band name my former band name in yeah there. it's not really you I, should just it's not current here all right you ready record take this clip and put it on top of the bumper okay for this week okay the new strange and just drop that in done so for right now we can at least have that for going for us until somebody else gets uh, brave enough to uh, to do it themselves okay done with that being said in Atlanta Georgia I'm Adam Johnson in Greensboro North Carolina I'm Dan Ray you've been listening to the cover band confidential podcast for the week of August uh, what's uh, 25th yeah, look forward a few days 25th yeah no 26th 26th, 26th. August 26th 2022 have a good week and that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of The New Strange, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins, the losses, the behind the scenes, goodness.
minutes. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M BAND. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We played funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it. For Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida, that was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! Always be performing!